But yo, it's so good to see you, dog. Like you come from. Like, that's weird, dude. Isn't that weird? I am a professional mountain bike rider. I have been ranked number one in the world for the last three years. You're number one right now. Mm-hmm. Had some big wins over the last few years, and uh, yeah, just trying to just trying to do my best to represent Lincoln out here in the. Okay, don't you gotta be political. <laughs> you gotta be political. I know we got cameras on here. What's up, Snickelaragakin? And this is my platinum hour. Water, earth, fire, air. Long ago, the four dear nations lived together in harmony. Then, everything changed when the fire deer attacked. Only Derek, master of all four elements, could stop those boys. But when Boston needed him most, he vanished into the enchanted golden deer forest. Season four! I mean, maybe that's what actually we'll just start with is you just explaining what's on your arm. Oh, this. this and, and make sure, make sure you keep like it. Is it good? Go. Yeah. Let me see. This Boston tat. Yo, I have not seen that ever. What? You four, really are Boston's boy. It's the four Boston's. I, I feel so like ca- ca- which camera should he s- signal that to? Anyway. Yeah, put it to that one. Oh God. I feel like it's it's rare though. What is have, that scab? <laughs> oh man, you really got it's that from, turf burn. I just, I mean, I just got back from shooting in Italy. Had some rough crashes on rocks there, so that's just from that. Oh, you're biking on rocks. Yeah. Wait, so to be honest, I had no idea you were this canvassed up, like in terms of tats. I thought you had a couple. Damn, you really went crazy with it, bro. Wait, wait let me. Yeah. What, what else we got here? A few different things. Boston Bruins tat here. Slingshot. For Rogatkin, slingshot BMX. Rogatkin means slingshot in Russian, so that's where it comes that's from. Where it comes from, you know, you know, from back in the days. No, but I didn't know. Yes, okay. So for reference, listen, this is my guest today. Is I'm gonna turn mine down just a little bit. My guest today is a close friend of mine growing up. I've, I'm extremely impressed by his ability to remain egoless through all his successes. Honestly, I mean that. Cheers, dude. Dude is still mad grounded, and he's one of the most accomplished people I know at our age. Shouts to you, the young snagger, the young snagger. Thank you, my brother. I don't know how it happened, but you're you're still very, you're that guy still. <laughs> and you're putting our town on, and I'm, I'm trying to do the same. And let's keep you it going. You are, you are. Let's keep it going. Let's keep going. But remember, we'll never lie. We are from Lincoln. That's the bad calling. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> we will never lie. Does it say Lincoln in your Instagram bio too? Of course. So Lincoln, to my, to, to my right, my close friend on his second episode, the first one was literally a shit show. Let's hope this one's <laughs> a little bit better. Is Nikolai <laughs> Rogotkin, a.k.a. Nia. <laughs> do you want to explain kind of who you are and what you do? Um, yes, I am a professional mountain bike rider. I have been uh, ranked number one in the world for the last three years. Um, you're one, you're number one right now. Mm-hmm. Let's fucking go. Had some big wins over the last few years, and uh, yeah, just trying to just trying to do my best to represent Lincoln out here in the. Okay, don't you gotta be political. You gotta be political. <laughs> I know we got cameras on here, but he a lot of the things I'm hoping people can allude to to our last episode is that this dude Nikolai. It's when we were growing up, he was always heavy on the BMX. Then he moved to the heavier bike. But it was when in high school, I we had talked about this a little previously, but there was a loop period for you where things weren't as like you didn't really know where you're going to take it. And then you're like, yo, it's time to just kind of sack up and go big brazy, right? It was 18, 19 was when you started moving like nuts. Yeah, I mean, I'd say there was quite a testing period right after. Uh, Right, like, right before graduation, graduating, and right after, like uh, that's when you I, moved to new bikes. Yeah, where I had to like move up to the the bigger bike and win some contests. But uh, 
But I just wanted wanted like that lifestyle so bad and wanted like to have a shot at being a professional rider so bad. I wanted it ever since I was little. So I feel like you had it was to do just it. destined. Well, yeah. So have you thought thought that now with like a couple of your big wins? Like, yo, honestly, this is all kind of like this is all predetermined. Like this is kind of what was supposed to happen. Do you think that ever? Are you big on predestination? Um. Yeah, I mean, it's not an ego thing. It's the truth. I believe it sometimes too. I'm like, yo, if we if we were to talk like in third grade, we would probably think we were going to be in the positions where we're at now. I would say. Would you agree? Oh, I, I don't know, man. That's that's hard to say. That's I think that's hard probably, to say. I think I would definitely be doing. I didn't. I don't know exactly where I'd be. I was like, I right, I knew I was going to be doing something in Boston, and I knew it was going to be on an entertainment tip. Like I knew that. I mean, you knew you were going to be riding bikes, bro. I was dreaming that I was going to be on my bike, but I was just appreciating the lifestyle. As it went on, I feel like just trying to get to, like, that next level and, like, hoping to get to, like, that highest level one day. So I feel like it was not as much expectation as, like, I know I'm going to get there, but I was like, oh, I hope. I hope because... You pray? uh, Definitely I've said prayers before, before, like, dangerous events where like the conditions are bad and the jumps are gnarly and you know there's like a chance that you could you could get fucked up it's like definitely say you definitely say a prayer before you drop in otherwise i don't know i think i think most of the boys are saying a bit of a prayer before they drop in you need someone on your side bro i'm not sure in some of those scenarios for sure you're talking about like the rampage like the the, rampage joyride just the biggest the biggest like contest with like the pressure on and with like just the dangerous elements jump wise and wind wise it that's like there's a lot of gnarly injuries that can happen so when it's when it's more than just the nerves of the performance when it becomes the nerves that come in with like the injured injury potential like when you're doing really dangerous shit that's when that's i think that's when the prayers come in really because you really realize it's a real shit so you're a big believer in god I mean, my my grandparents, Russian grandparents, have always been super. Your babushka, super religious. Yeah, grandma babushka. I didn't know that. She's really, super religious. Yeah, Christian. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Russian Orthodox. Oh, I didn't even know there was such a thing. There's where, where's the Russian super. Orthodox church around here? There's some in Boston. You would go There's growing one. up. Yeah, I went to like Russian school right next to the church. I went to the church. Oh, how? I mean, old? My, my parents, my parents were never so big on it, but also religious. But I, I don't know. So I'm definitely a believer, not like as not as religious as as the grandparents, uh, obviously. But I mean, well, how about you, bro? That's a sign. <laughs> That's a G minute. Wait, before I move on, Frank, just come say hi quick, quick. Get up here. Frankie Films is in the building. He's helping produce. We're, we're trying to get him on camera more. He's a handsome dude. The shorties love him. <laughs> but alluding back to that, I I think our generation, I feel like everyone's parents were more into like devoutly being religious. Don't you think so? Like, I don't think they're... How many people do you know really our age who are still really heavily religious and are like still going to church consistently? Not many, right? Man, not so many. Maybe different parts of the country, though. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. But what I mean is, like, when, you, when you've when you ascended to certain points in your career thus far, has there ever been point break? Yo, I'm literally busting my ass, like, so heavy. I'm trying to make it happen. I'm going to, like, pray to the cosmos and say, please make this happen for me. Ooh, I don't know. Rare, rarely saying prayers like that. Um, because it's... In in the sport, it's kind of like you you can't like wait for something to happen. You gotta like go make it happen. With, whether it's all like riding, so you gotta take those risks. And before you take those risks, is when you say those prayers, you know. So it's I guess it's a bit of a different different yeah. thing you're praying for. You're praying for like safety, safety, and yeah, don't die when I go. I like please let me not die when I go try this and try to like further my career or just do this thing that's gonna make me pumped rather than like make this happen for me so it's a different type of prayer but i mean for all for all sports i feel like so it's different yeah so are you you've had one of those recently where you've like yo bro i might get my shit fucked up on this (laughs) (laughs) has that happened recently in a competition um i mean we had we've had one big contest this year like one that counts towards the world championship and that was down in new zealand and i messed up my first run i did the whole run and then crashed in the last jump and uh, 
With yeah, bad before, crash? Before, yeah, like fairly fairly bad crash, but the second run I was just going all in, like trying to win the event and definitely said a prayer before that one. Unfortunately crashed the second run as well. Massive crash, but I was How good. Bad? So prayer worked. Yeah, when was the last time you really landed on that neck though? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like really. Um, I mean, that we've neck. had some. I've had some bad crashes this year at shows I've been doing, but luckily we have like fairly soft landing for some of those big tricks that we do. So when you like I mean, under rotate I mean, your shit or like you get kind of worked, the the soft landing saves you a bit at least. You know, you're not you're not doing that neck breaker, but yeah, I mean that neck though. <laughs> <laughs> Dead's oh, ass. I've had some. I've had some bad ones. I don't. Last time I've had a, a neck lander, man. I don't know. I'm talking about that, that Gronk neck smack. <laughs> you remember that? We caught that shit in sure. the end zone. For sure. Smack zone. <laughs> See you. So, yeah, I before we'd gone on air, I was just, I don't, I'm not too knowledgeable on the sport. I was trying to, to study as much as I could just so that some people who are following the sport can at least kind of get some insight as to what's been going on this season. Because you are mid-season, correct? Mm-hmm. And what are you on, like a two-week hiatus right now from competition? Yeah, just a little two-week break right now before the next big one, which is going to be in Innsbruck, Austria. Whoa. You mean Shorty Nation. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Dead's ass, my bro. Hey, this is John. Big J. What up? Yeah, it's early. So, um, yeah, so where are you currently situated in your season? Is it the middle of the season right now? And how does the season work? Is it kind of like the PGA where there's like 10 different competitions and someone wins the PGA Tour at the end of the year based on how they place in every competition? Yeah, it's kind of like that. I mean, it's the F, it's the FMB World Tour, the Free Red Mountain Bike World Tour. There's like between 10 and 15 events overall, but then it's just usually four this year, three of those events that count towards the world championship. So there's like these events that serve as qualifiers and, and points for the big events. But then those three big events are the ones that really matter. So we've had that one down in New Zealand and which, which one was that? That was Crankworks New Zealand. And now yeah. we have the next one, which is also Crankworks is Crankworks in Innsbruck, Austria. Last year I was able to win three out of the four events, which got me the triple crown, which is the first time that's ever happened. So, Really, I, last year was insane season, so I'm super pumped Dope. on that and just pumped to. But but you want that to, you to want go for it again this season, but yeah. Wait, so where are you positioned right now? Wait, so you had one of the 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 four qualifiers thus far, correct? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, no, no. So, so the first event down in New Zealand, Scranton, New Zealand. That's one of the three events that count towards the world championship and that has year. happened that has happened unfortunately like i said like i said it crashed out in both runs ended up nine okay. so i'm gonna have to redeem myself at the next two events so yeah is that ever like painful for you that it's like totally a matter of circumstance it's like you can just have bad runs it's not really like you have like a full season you got like three shots to make it happen for the most part right yeah, for sure, for sure. But that's what you kind of work on over the course of the season to be ready for those big moments. But for me, those big events, um, they mean just as much to me as like some of the other shows I've been doing. Like I've been doing so many Masses of Dirt shows this year, and Masses of Dirt is oh they have, they do showcases now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nicholas has so, been going to these Masters of Dirt since he was like sixteen. Even earlier, <laughs> man, I've been in Masters of Dirt since I was thirteen. It's the craziest, craziest European show ever full of motocross quads snowmobiles on dirt and yeah it's like the craziest partying ever um so yeah that that all that stuff like that that lifestyle like that's a mod tattoo this on my leg here is an mod tattoo yeah just because i've been part of it since i was cover it bro (laughs) (laughs) you're out here looking at my my thigh all the time bro you're good dog no cap (laughs) yo when did you get the blonde tips i just got that recently bro just for just earlier earlier this season, was it was, just was it died a, it? Yeah, was it a thing like yo? I'm just gonna bring some new energy this season type thing. Um, I don't know. No, a few years ago out in Colorado, my my friend DJ Brandt and I. Um, Shout he, out DJ Brandt. He's out. He's from Colorado. He's he's one of the sickest riders ever. Actually, he's um. He does freestyle as well. Yeah, yeah. He's he rides 
you ride the same stuff I do, the slope style, and he's he also oh, did his first styles. his first rampage last year. Um, but we dyed our hair before one of the big contests in the U.S. a few years ago, which one out was in that? Colorado, Colorado Free Red Festival. So we dyed our hair like the night before the event, and the next day, um, I won that event, and then he had a sick run as well. And it was just it was just, it was just vibes. It was just vibes. So. Earlier this earlier like this season had a few had a string of like some shit results and just just decided to to, to dye the hair again change up the vibe you know Frank is that AC gonna get picked up on the mic at all you think Let's hope not Yeah I just wanted to say you're an amazing young man <laughs> Cheers dude Yo so so do you don't think that's that's at all Euro influenced the the blonde tips it is for sure your influence, yeah. Because um, I'm starting to notice that in your swag too. Like you've started to become like much more Eurocentric. Well, the, the industry is just so big there in Europe, especially in countries like Austria and Germany. There's just so many kids that are so pumped on riding there, and just the scene there, and all like those ski resorts are just turning into these epic bike parks and. Just some of the biggest events we have are there in Europe, and some of the sickest riders in the world are also in Europe. So yeah, I spend a lot of my time there, a lot of influence. But um, a lot yeah, of parties just, there too. Yes, sir. The partying is insane there. I mean, it just goes is it nonstop. Just to- is it totally different than like a Boston party? Like, what is the what's the the, the difference in structure of party? Is it, it starts at a later time, or I feel like it it just starts at a later time and has like no end but there's a lot of different partying in Europe as well like I would say the part I was just recently like in Zurich and like that's kind of that's kind of like sim- a bit similar to Boston like very expensive and like people like to like bougie. dress yeah very bougie there in like Zurich but then in some of like the mountain towns in Austria that's just like it's not bougie at all people just go forever just is it just a different super wasted super crazy like, are you drink, drinking something different out there than you drink here? Nah, it's similar vodka. It's always vodka, tequila, rum. It's, it's, all, it's, always a a different, it's always a different mix now. Anything. I'm, I, don't like, uh, I don't like vodka as much as a typical Russian should because I've had, just had some rough, experience, rough experiences with vodka, as everyone probably has. But Would it be... Would it be allowed in your sport to get a blue sponsor? Like, could you have someone... Has that happened yet? That's happened in previous years, and actually one of our one of our biggest events in our whole sport, Red Bull Joyride, um, is massively sponsored by Kokanee, which is, which is a massive beer company in Canada. Um, Where is Joyride, Vancouver? Uh, it's in Whistler, which is about two hours, yeah. two hours north of Vancouver, one of the sickest places ever. I, rem- I remember I was on a cruise out there, and I'd seen it. I Send you a picture. Don't you remember that? I do not. Uh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> it was like three years <laughs> ago. I'm surprised. Just <laughs> making shit up, <laughs> <laughs> bro. I was on a cruise to Alaska, and there is a big ass park. Nonetheless, so yeah, so I'm surprised you haven't like explored that avenue in terms of sponsorship yet. With beer or any sort of booze, man. I mean, it would just the only tough thing is that you would have to you'd have to like. You'd have to make sure they it's proven as a after type of thing because we can't ride on the job. You know yeah. what I mean? We're not gonna drink and then go go ride. Like, like, that's something you can't really advertise. Like that's just. But are you so at the point now where it's are you like totally selective about the sponsors you've been taking on? So Nikolai, for reference, has been like sponsors since you like thirteen, twelve. Like how long have you been working with companies who've been paying you to rep them? Yeah, probably since I was like twelve or so. Who's the I first did my one? First ever pro contest, but like Diamondback bikes way back in the day. Are they still but around? Like maybe. Um, yeah, I guess so, but not so much in the mountain bike world. I've been ever since I started riding mountain bikes. I've always been specialized. Specialized. Shout out! Shout out the sponsor. Shout out specialized. Shout out. Um, Fox. No, no, no. Alpine started. Oh yeah, well, well yeah. Say what's up to your sponsors in case they listen. Alpine Star, Specialized, X Dubai. What are the gloves? SRAM, Michelin Tires, Ninja's Gloves. Oh, Michelin do the tires now? Mm-hmm. Masses of Dirt, big shout out. Oh, oh, so the competition sponsors you exclusively? No, I mean, with something like Masses of Dirt, it's it's like 
they're not only a show company they've always been like kind of a lifestyle brand um so like a lot of the athletes since we do like a lot of the shows they have like massive dirt t uh like tv show in the past you know they've had the apparel so with i mean but with different companies and different shows it's always different like crankworks even though it's some of like the biggest events in the whole sport and like they determine the world championship like they don't sponsor the athletes particularly they just like put on the event you know so it's it's like the the industry is it's pretty interesting in that sense so yeah so while we're on the sponsor tip so when we were on the phone what was most interesting to you as i was talking about sponsorships because i have like something coming up for myself and you were saying that a lot of these sponsors will incentivize their riders this will be the linkedin clip a lot of these sponsors whoa can you hear me still yeah we're good to go a lot of a lot of these sponsors will incentivize their riders based on their placement so i was thinking i was like why obviously these companies want their riders to win so how do you how do you renegotiate after such a winning season with the company what do you say to them say let's say they say hey you have x amount of dollars you get first this year cool but don't you leverage your your winning record? Does this make any sense to you? <laughs> Do you renegotiate after having a very winning season? Um, you, with your sponsors, you you definitely you definitely try to renegotiate after having a winning season, but it's a type of industry in that um, you never you never know which way the companies are going to go because there's so many eyes on so many different parts of the sports just because mountain biking is actually such a broad sport with the different racing elements and the different um people riding the different bikes and then we have slope style which has loads of eyes on it entertainment wise but there's not necessarily that many people buying slope style bikes opposed to bikes that they're just going to be like riding the normal trails on you know what i mean how do you so, gauge that though how do you gauge how your performance has affected sales do you as, um, a, as an athlete, are you looking at that? You definitely try to look at that, but with mountain biking, it's I think it's also not as much about um, that as it is for company image. Like a company is not necessarily going to sign an athlete um, because they want that athlete to help them. Like they need that athlete to. It's a legit. It's a legitimization type thing. It, yeah, they don't need that. Like they're not trying to get that athlete to like help them sell bikes sell their stuff they're more they more want that athlete to win stuff on their stuff for company image because then their company looks rad um and that's happened like over the years with companies that have had winning athletes on their bikes it it definitely does that you know if like if the best athletes in the world are winning stuff on those bikes yeah I those mean, are honestly on my end that was a really dumb question because <laughs> it's just like venus or serena williams like with nike it's just like okay these dope tennis players yeah, how did you get the Reggie Miller tip? What the, yeah, how Reggie, did that, Reggie how did that is like, happen, bro? Yeah, Reggie is actually um, he's like a serious biker, right? Reggie is a huge mountain bike not only a not only a mountain bike fan but a, ma- a mountain bike rider. He rides and races and <laughs> he shreds. It's so sick to see. How big is his bike? It must be massive, that's, man. That's that custom tip. Yeah, <laughs> must be an insane one because he's 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 so tall. But when he um when he came over to Reggie Miller. Yeah, yeah, bro. He's like boy to Nikolai. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so Reggie now, you know, he, he's like one of the main commentators for TNT with Shaq. Um, I don't know if he's he doesn't comment like he he's like commentating the side. games. Yeah, yeah the- he's like on the court. So one game he was coming over. I think it was the season opener for this year. You were at the Beltics. What? You were at the Beltics. <laughs> <laughs> you were at the Beltics, right, yeah. courtside? Yeah. No. Yeah. So. So I don't know who they were playing in the season opener, and Reggie posted on his uh, Insta that he was he was going to be commentating the game. So I hit him up, and I was like, in the DM, yeah, yeah, I hit him up in the DM, and I asked him. I, fr- I actually asked him if he was coming to ride here because there's some dope spots here to oh, ride. Oh, so you had known he was nice. Yeah, um, no, no, I, I, he, I was following him, and then he he had followed me and he, and actually commented on some of my stuff, which I was like, sure. I was like blown away by. Yeah, it. yeah, what the hell. Um, but then when I hit him up in the DM, he he hooked me up with tickets. He invited me. He had he had one of his like producers come get me from my seat and come see him 
on the court and he was just like the nicest dude and I was so pumped on it. And you were like, yo, bro, you're <laughs> OD tall. Like, I was like up to up to his ribs, man. But it was crazy, man. He was so he almost like was acting like a fan of me. It was like I couldn't believe it, man. He's such a mountain bike fan. So that that was crazy. Wait, so he doesn't actually this dude Reggie Miller's not doing backflips on the bike though, right? <laughs> I bet he could. I would I would Bruh. love to try to teach him a flip. I would love to try he dude, he he's racing, man. He's doing like endurance races. He's he's good on the bike. Oh, so he's on the Tour de France tip or what is he actually doing? No, like like cross country type of stuff. Like bit of bit of like uphill pedaling, like bit of bit so of like downhill some, riding. Some Highland mountain type. Highland has probably some more technical downhill stuff, but they definitely have some stuff that Reggie would be would be able to ride. For sure, man. <laughs> That dude probably goes so fast. Reggie, I'm, I'm sure, dude. I would love to ride with him one day. I don't know if I'll be able to. We'll see. Reggie, <laughs> if you want to. Shout this, out, Reggie. <laughs> my guy, Nicolini. So, have there ever been any other, like, mainstream celebrity endorsers of the sport? Because, for reference, for anybody that, that listens, the sport is extremely Eurocentric right now. And it seems like you've been touching out a little bit to South America as well, right? Um, it's actually crazy in South America with Masses of Dirt. We did a show in Chile, and Chile is one of, actually, shockingly, one of the biggest fan bases on all of our social medias. Like when we went down there, all of us boys checked social media and checked like the top countries and top cities social media wise. And Chile and Santiago, Chile is literally why, number number one on all of the mountain bike riders lists. Why is that? I don't know, man. I don't know. Like there's the, there's a scene there like there's a bunch of there's like a few dirt jump spots that we did visit there that were super sick and there's some good BMX riders there, some good skate parks, but man, it's like the craziest scene numbers. And is it mostly and when you check your insights is it mostly dudes who like it or do is it like a fair share of women? Mm, it's uh, it's definitely mostly dudes. For overall with mountain bikes, it's it's mostly dudes. For downhill racing, there's definitely some some girls that are shredding and riding riding absolutely incredible. But for the jumping aspect, it's it's mostly the guys. So um, so in the crowd, is it mostly like what age dudes are are watching? Probably they fifteen to like twenty four type. Yeah, thing? fifteen to. Even even older, like fifteen to thirty five range. Like so there's, a some lot of there's some thirty five year old dudes out there. Like, yeah, I love this guy, Nikolai. Is that if we get a little weird? They're pumped for you? on it. No, I mean, yeah, there's honest, different, different types of different <laughs> types of fans are always dope. Um, I don't know. They're kind of they're kind of like <laughs> fans are always motivating, dude. It's like you go to these all these different places and like I don't know. They show so much love. Do you ever feel like pressured because of certain fans? Like you, there's an innate pressure for you to put on because people have popped out. For sure, like when you go to a certain place and the fans show love and they they're like they're pumped on you being there. They say they're pumped on you being there, and like you even see like the same fans year after year. Like sometimes see like the same little kids, like they're growing up more and shit. Dude, starting to hit puberty in the crowd. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty funny um, to see like fans like that, and then you definitely feel pressured because you obviously like see you want to put on that. Yeah, you see like they're pumped on the, the event, and like that's what keeps the event going. Like fans like that keep the keep the sport alive and keep the sport moving forward so you obviously want to like make them pumped on the sport you know? yeah i get it so we talked about this a little bit last time but how do you start ushering this into how do you start ushering the sport into a market like boston like boston specifically i don't mean the u.s like how could you make this shit more popping over here for yourself I mean, there's a lot of insane riding spots around here, mountain bike wise. A lot of good bike parks, I'm, I, like, like commercialize it, though. like really commercialize it. Like the best way would obviously be to have an event, like something like District Ride. You ever seen like the District Ride videos from Nuremberg, like that insane event in the city, like seventy five thousand fans. That was your one of your events. That was like one of the one of the biggest events. Oh my in all god. But that would be insane. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, what it, what does that have to take to happen? You just gotta like get the sponsors on board, type thing. I don't know, man. I, I honestly like a country like Germany. Like the scene is so insane there, and that event's been like something that's been happening. I don't know. They've had it since I, the two thousands, like two thousand six. I remember they had it. So it's like been a lot of years in the making with insane big event like that. But now it's just massive. So, it, so how how soon would it be coming if it was to come over here? Man, I don't know, but we got an event up in New Hampshire at Highland Mountain Bike Park this year. Shout out my girl Miranda. Yes. She's still working up there? Yes. Shout out Miranda. 
Um, it's yeah, gonna yo, be. You shout out Miranda too. Shout out Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> the event's gonna be. Yeah. <laughs> the event's yo, gonna be. Yo, you having be... fun this far? You having fun? Of course, brother. Right, good, Frank. You doing okay? Is this one interesting it... for you? Yeah. Good. I'll be honest, brother. I don't know if you can catch me blinking, but I've been over here like blinking. This Are you blinking thing. crazy right now, dude? I don't know, man. I'm big lip blasted. <laughs> You're always saying that, bro. Yeah, so for reference, a little side reference. As we keep going here. Nikolai had an eighth grade had a party at his eighth grade crib. <laughs> and I just like dawned on me. I don't think your parents were there. Were they? We were out here wilding. No man. That's how we showed you that's how we knew you were crazy early. Mm-hmm. But do you remember we climbed up on your roof? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of access points to the roof of my house. Absolutely, but that <laughs> view's incredible. Yeah, dude. You've been up. Th- oh well, yeah. You got the jumps over there, right? Mm-hmm. So you hit those recently? Hit yeah, those I actually had, had some of my first sessions there the other day. Into what the the big pillow? Yeah, I have the I have like the more BMX setup on one side of the house, which started like way back in the day when I had just moved there. It was just like one jump, the which my pit. dad had built for me. Oh, it was the, just the one jump first, like onto like a kind of a soft landing and then the foam pit came so it was like the foam pit and like so the foam pit to learn the tricks and then the jump with the soft landing to do the tricks and then um, yeah, it's that insane. setup it's that setup insane. grew yeah you see you've seen look up his instagram so nikolai's dad's a, a skilled contractor slash carpenter so he has this elaborate set off dead ass off the side of his house yeah, it took it took a long time to to get there because it was first the setup and on the one side of the, the house ramps. kept kept growing. Yeah, it became like one big jump with like quarter pipe, and then became like a big like ramp with the spine spine ramp in the middle, like super crazy BMX style setup. And then we actually got rid of the foam pit, and then that's when the structure came in on the other side of the house, literally off the side of the house into the airbag. We're just pretty wild, but it's it's essential for for big trick training for mountain bikes. What do the tenants think downstairs? They're like, what the fuck is the zoo of a crib? I think yeah, the neighbors are probably pretty blown away. But I mean, are they still the neighbors downstairs? Yeah, dope whack, also, dope whack, dope whack. Yeah, good. Dope, dope, dope. Oh, good. And then yeah, but the, the neighbors around like I feel like they're they're pretty weirded out, and then they'll walk over to watch me do a few runs, and then. They seem to be. They seem to, to realize that they that I know what I'm doing on there. So it's more chill to them, and it it all becomes. You see it, Frank. It all becomes normal. Yeah, I mean that shit's crazy. You're a great guy, though. <laughs> Do you still have the like the BMX padded bike for the trampoline? You still use that? Of course, man. Trampoline bike is uh, every BMX kid's dream. Oh, it's like the funnest thing of all time. I think we tried to do trampoline scooter once. Trampoline scooters Yo, also funny, you ever, but tramp bike. You ever thought of like switching over sports, like going to another extreme sport? Because I mean, some no. of the some of the skill set must transfer a little bit, right? Transfers a little bit for sure, but um, I mean, I I basically had to make the transfer from BMX to mountain bike, even though I tried to do both of them, both of them full on. I wanted to compete fully in BMX and fully in mountain bike. But, uh, you had but to commit to one. I had to commit to one to max out and. Um, you know, I just felt more at home in the mountain bike world, but that switch already just switching the bike and switching the industry and having to ride a different, different jumps is already tough, tough in a sick way. Like it feels really dope to like learn almost a new, new thing and like challenge yourself with it. So it's, it's an insane challenge, but it's tough. You got much stronger, I'm sure. Cause the heavier bike, right? Yeah. Are you yeah, a little, are you a little bulkier now? Like how do you weigh more than you did in the BMX days? How tall are you? Five, five one. Five. <laughs> I know. I, I know. I always been shorter than you, but I'll tell you, five eight. Five nine. Okay, my fault, bro. <laughs> you gotta be so pissed, dog. <laughs> how tall? you, my dude? You just, you know, six three, bro. Clean. Six three. Get out of here, bro. You're like you'd be like the tallest dude in mountain biking. I'd be that Reggie Miller. <laughs> be that Reggie Me Miller. and him would be in the same weight class. <laughs> Double backflip, bro. <laughs> So yeah, are you a little bulkier now though? Because you look like you getting a little thick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess so, but it's not like um, it's not like a sport that 
you necessarily are better at just because you're stronger. You know, like the the bulkier dudes like to hit the ground even harder. You know, when they crash, the dudes that hit the gym heavy. So it's it's tough sometimes in that sense. Are you are you showing your like body weight training? Strength. You showing like your pull ups? Yeah, I mean a bit, but a it's it's, it's definitely more on the bike training. Like, is the more you're on the bike, the better because otherwise, like. You can't work the those same muscles like the same way. I don't know. It's just such specific training with like all the landings and like the way you pull for tricks. I don't know. It's just so specific. So the more you're on the bike, it doesn't really matter matter what bike you're on, but as long as you're on the bike, you're training the right muscles. So pause. That's more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So pause. my so my guy Niata, you know my guy over here Niante, he um growing up he was always we talked about this a little last time was always just like in dope shape because he was frequently trained before school right yeah but that was that was all that, that that was literally all my dad back in the day like my dad was that insane russian coach like get your training. shit together Neonte. he was like always on me to be training um definitely paid off in the set like i wouldn't have i wouldn't have done that myself like there's no way i could motivate to train that way but uh he pushed me pretty hard training wise so definitely paid off in the long run but <laughs> but yeah. but niante dude was out here just like whipping out pull you still got you still have the record probably not man let's go back today i think my little brother <laughs> i think my little brother went back to i mean went to lincoln school he broke it your brother broke your record. I think he broke the You're record, pissed. Yeah. You're pissed. I think someone broke it, broke mine, and then he broke that one though. So he like, he got it back. Oh, he got it back for the fam. He got it back for the fam. Shout out to Alexi. Yeah, shout out to. Him. How many? Wait, so how many did you have at the time? Because I remember twenty four something. Oh, yeah, you know, you know. <laughs> how was it? Was it this grip or was it switch grip? No, it was it was the required forehand grip. Can you still? How, how many could you do now? Uh, more for sure, dude. You could do thirty. Sure. No way. Yeah. How many could you do, bro? Uh, well, weighted. I right now weighted. I can do like seven reps at sixty pounds on my around my waist. Sixty. Sixty weighted pounds. Pull-ups. I have never done that. I'm trying to get hot, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all for the looks. All for the ladies. Absolutely, bro. I, there, there was a time in high school where you know, like everyone was training for strength, and I was thinking, I was like, I'm like not a good athlete. Should we just like train to be hot? <laughs> and so that's kind of all I really go for nowadays. I mean, like there were people who were frowned upon for doing beach workouts. I was like, bro, you're trying to look sexy. You feel me? <laughs> you're, what What is your diet like nowadays? You still eating that garbage? <laughs> yeah, dude. Honestly, because I came through we, that tater top we blaster. Don't, we don't we don't focus that much on diet in in mountain bikes. Honestly, with our sport, it's it's pretty good because there's not really that much focus on like diet and athletic <laughs> training and like there's not really any coaches <laughs> there's not really any like specific coaches involved so it's like freestyle and i think like one of the biggest aspects of the sport is mental like um like you just gotta be a fucking psycho and do it yeah but you you gotta like be psycho enough but like control like psycho enough to go for it and and send it and try like big stuff but also like have that skill to not send it and destroy yourself you know not that, so that, like that, gron- that crazy gronk spike, that gronk spike yeah yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey not going with that never happens to you but i had some had some big cra- the sport comes with crashes you can't like you had a viral you, crash you can't yeah yeah i mean sometimes crash crashes are good it, yeah, have, as you, been, long have as you been viral since <laughs> have you <laughs> with some of my run videos i reckon bigger bigger than the the big smack oh man <laughs> nicola fell off like a 60 60 feet no, it was less than that. Forty, but probably like forty. Maybe yeah. I fell off a forty-foot cliff, and in dead ass walked away with just like what a bloody forehead. I caught my face on a bunch of rocks trying to trying to stop myself from falling. So that was the only injuries. What were the cuts? Forehead, like all over my nose and forehead. And yeah, you looked like a fucking beast, stuff. though. That's my fucking dog right <laughs> there, bro. Shake my hand like you just secured the bag. That's how you do it. <laughs> give me give me a good shake like you just secured the bag. <laughs> if, we, if you ever Dude. gave me that shake in a contract, I'd be like, yo, it's a dub, bro. <laughs> I won't be like, yo, hey, nice to see you. Let's do this business. <laughs> you see how Trump does the handshake sometimes? I'll be like this. Like, yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck over here. You see him do it. The it's, Trump it, pull. It's, it's a masculinity thing. I'll tell you another thing. Like, go like this. If you just turn it a little oh. bit. It'll feel weird, right? A little weird. Or, like, give me a hug. 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 
I'm just gonna keep my hands right here on your lats. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> this one right here. Like, yo, it's so good to see you, dog. Like, you come from. That's weird, dude. It's mad weird. It's so right, though. Pause. <laughs> Pause! This man's out of control. Yo, dead ass. I got some blue cheese moms waiting. Only you know what that means, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking of? You know what I'm thinking of those blue cheese bombers? You know. You're fucked. <laughs> did I talk about it last time, that story? Yeah, you did. Oh, shit. I'm trying to think of another fire story from when we were growing up. Hmm. What were some absolute classics? Can we talk about the DC trip at all? What happened? What happened on the? DC that was just a trip? classic ass DC trip. Trip was crazy. That bro. shit was big brazy. That was still. A, I honestly, I recall that like those couple weeks coming from after eighth grade, like was a very fun time. You remember that? Cause like, oh my god, we're gonna go to high school. Oh my god, what the hell's gonna happen? Yeah, dude. Louis Lincoln Lincoln Town did not prepare us. Not at all. We were not ready. We walked into. <laughs> A zone of got our innocence shattered. Yeah, but it's good. Look at us now. We're good. We're fine. Yeah, we're normal. (laughs) Yeah, Lincoln. So Frank, we went to a a regional high school, and the there are like forty Lincoln kids show up to the high school. I'd say forty, fifty, and then there are about four hundred Sudbury kids for the most part. So Lincoln kids are like vastly outnumbered, and Lincoln kids are normal, just weirdos, man. Like me included, honestly. It's all good. So, question. All the dust settles, right? Yeah. Eight eight years. Are, are you still competitively riding in ten years? I mean, I don't, I don't want to put a cap on yeah. you at all. I mean, there's definitely older athletes in the sport. Um, so, I'm 23 now. So, yeah. there's definitely dudes yeah. that are in there. Me too. I keep going. Are you? Yeah, bro. Yeah, dude. <laughs> we're born one day apart. That's fire. It's good. I know. Where were you born? Where? Boston? I think so. <laughs> you feel weird about that? Yeah. <laughs> All right, my fault. <laughs> so continue. <laughs> um, what were we talking about? You're saying about 10 years, will you still be riding? Oh, yeah, but there's like there's dudes competing in their 30s that are that are riding top-notch level. So those, like, obviously that's ideal, but it's very injury-dependent. Like, um, there's a lot a- of, like, the best dudes in the sport, like, that are, that are not even in their 30s yet or in their early 30s that have just had some, like, unfortunate leg breaks or knee stuff or shoulder stuff that just, you know, over time that, that shit doesn't just play with your Where body, like, plays with your, plays with your mind and shit as well. Like, you start up families and stuff too, and then the risk, like, doesn't become worth it. But ideally, yeah, in 10 years, we'll be sick to be still competing and still doing this because obviously it's the insane lifestyle. And, like, and you love it. It's dope. It's insane. It's unbelievable. You could be the Tom Brady of bikes, bro. What if you were on that bitch Tom, Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the is like. Uh, what if you're on that bitch at fifty guy. though? So you're fifty, <laughs> man. I don't know. That'd be that risk, man. Those bones get brittle. Bruh, that'd be fire though. That'd be insane. Maybe we'll have like uh, those irreplaceable body parts by then. You know, you never know. Oh shit, Bionicle boy. Yeah, that's I was, that future, bro. You believe in the simulation? What? You think we're in a simulation? No. You don't. It would kind of suck if we were, right? It's just not possible. It's just it's, how is it not sim- possible? It's just simply impossible. How how could you prove that it is impossible? I don't know. Just you can't. We've been just like the way. There are a few things that make me think that there there this is a possibility of a simulation. And how? I'll, I'll elaborate because I you sound crazy when you say shit like this. But you do sound crazy right now, my bro. My bro, Kimmy, <laughs> Bruh. Human humans evolved so much faster than any other species ever on Earth. Ever. We evolved like this, bro. In the relation to the planet, how long have humans been around? Can you do a fact check for me, Frank? Is that possible on your phone? Could you just see it? I think humans have been around for 50,000 years. The planet is 5 billion years old. 5 billion. Correct? Yes, how are we the most advanced species on the planet ever? Because we're in, the first species that can apply our knowledge in a way that we can build, like, look 
look at this stuff that's like built and like being spoken into like all of this stuff is insane no <laughs> other creature or animal that like walks around out there can even come close <laughs> to building something like this you know what i mean so that's why simulation bro <laughs> no way bro come on how long you're you out of your here? mind 200 thou and the planet is 5 billion <laughs> that's a billy it's jay-z billy how th- how do you know that the planet's five billy though how could you not believe that but believe the simulation you're out of your mind bro <laughs> <laughs> think about it dog no 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 no, no so, we so just we what just are, have like what applicable is your theory knowledge. what what is your theory on the creation of matter and consciousness what do you mean why are we here bro why wouldn't we be here we're just along the the, the chain <laughs> So, <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? What do you mean, <laughs> bro? <Bruh. laughs> I know you're getting. That. I don't know what these faces mean, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro, what I I I am not. I'm just playing devil's advocate here because this is what a lot of of simulation thinkers would think, but. D- are there any facets of humanity that you think, you know, that is a little weird and it does seem a little predetermined? Do you Nothing know what I'm saying? seems predetermined. You, you th- Zero things. So you think everything is manip- like everything's manipulated by humans. You are in complete control of what's going on in your reality. I don't really understand the question, but if I'm understanding correctly, then I would say yeah. Okay, so, so you think that everything that's going on in the planet is humans doing and there's no other outside power that's influencing it. Outside power controlling humans? No. Because humans are by far the smartest creatures to ever roam this planet. Nothing else could ever <laughs> control us. And then a simulation, that, a simulation theorist would say, <laughs> Bruh, <laughs> you feel me. <laughs> okay, I get where you're coming from, but that's, that's what I believe. So there's you can sway my beliefs if you desire. Well, no, I, I honestly, I'm like totally open to like learning more about it. There's actually a conspiracy theorist in Boston who I wanted to have come up and like actually talk about it. But I, I don't really understand at a certain point. Like, there are some. Have you ever had things in your life where it's like, wow, that seems like too good to be true. Like, I can't believe that happened. It'll, I mean, you, you're like you've experienced a different life than most have there ever been moments where like, this almost seems like a movie has that ever happened to you yeah loads of times and then you go back and think about it and it's so ridiculous that you would even think that that like when you go back and think about it and you're like there's no way that but, could ever be predetermined so that's happened to me a lot of times actually that's probably why elaborate. i believe in it so little you know like what, what when does that happen i don't know like you're like our te- your team wins a championship you know like the year we beat the falcons in the super bowl like what the comeback? Sure like, was wild. You're like this is too this is too insane. Well, what like, about, this is what, too what about insane. your competitions though? Has same, it, same. Like you have a big win. Like you crash in your first run. Everything seems shit. You're all down on yourself. You're like, my life is ruined. Like, and then suddenly, like, you're just winning. You're on top of the podium. You're partying insane. Like, you're like the. It just goes from like so bad to so good. Polar polarity. And then you're like, wow, that there's no way like that's real that that just happened. And then you just think back, and it's just the way your mind makes the moment feel with all that adrenaline and stuff like that's just why it seems that way but this is dope it's, it's sick how it feels like that I think it's sick Frank you ever had moments like that you're like I can't this doesn't even seem real I've had a bunch of I've had a couple moments like that where I'm like dude this seems like super real no not. I've had have you had the, the opposite though like when they seem like not real you're like like this is too bad. Like this is this too is, shit. Like, this is too beat. Yeah. Like this can't. This can't be this. Yeah, bad. for sure. When I was much younger. Yeah. Why you've had one of those recently? No, not really. Like this is a major L. Not recently, but yeah, for sure. So, I I think people should dig in. Should have that ability to at least dig into your mindset a little bit when uh, when it comes to hard work because like you're at the top of your industry, but in terms of athletes, the lifestyle, it's not like you're like a rigor- rigorous like trainer it's more a sport based on adrenaline correct and like your willingness to go for things so how where does the competitive spirit work into that because i feel like if you were wanted to be the top of top 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 of your sport you would be like clean cut diet wouldn't party 
Well, the thing with our sport is I think it's it's honestly very performance-based. Like, there's a lot of sports which you have to do a lot of training and then that training will show in the event. Like, in like endurance type of stuff. Like, you got to train for it and then, like, if or if you haven't trained, that's going to show up. But in our sport, in, in sport like slope style, I'm sure it's pretty similar in ski and snowboard slope style, that it's, like, it's about performance and making it happen in the moment like doesn't matter how hard you've trained for it or like any of that it's like it's just if, showing up if or if you can make it happen on that day in those conditions against the field of riders that's there against you like can you make it happen in that moment so that's why i feel like i think that's like a lot of extreme sports yeah, but that's why the extreme sports lifestyle is the way it is. There's a lot of craziness involved. Screw it. A lot of partying involved. Not as much training, dieting, as you said, which might make us healthier, but more just appreciating the lifestyle and making it happen so you think there's a in sen- the moment. There's a sense of the lifestyle where it insinuates all this adrenaline and craziness that you kind of need to perform. Yeah, because you need to you need to you appreciate the moment. You need to love the moment. You need to be hype in the moment because that will make you motivated to make it happen. Because when you're on the start ramp and they call it like it's your turn and it's you against the course, nothing else, like n- nobody else can influence it. It's just you against the jumps that they've set up for you. You got to try to win. You got to try to do so the best out of everyone. So you have to love that moment and you have to love everything <coughs> about that moment. The before the during and like the after to motivate yourself to win events like that, which is why I think the extreme sports people and lifestyle is so like adrenaline filled and so like crazy rather than like strict diet and stuff like that. But what I'm saying is if you were to like just eat OD clean and like, you know, like do like shuttle runs, mile runs, all that shit, you don't think you perform better? Um, I, I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying you wouldn't perform better because there's a potential of that, but there's also, um, I feel like there's a threat of like having the wrong motivation for the moment, you know, but I get like, what do you mean? It's, it's hard to explain because, um, if you're like if you're training that hard like with the running and the training and and the physical there gym stuff and yeah it's kind of like that's not what the legends of the sport really seem to have wanted and that's not what the sport is about it's more like a very heavy entertainment based sport like like more gnarly crazy sandy sometimes even a bit sketchy is like the thrill rather than like the clean precise sense, like yeah. exactly but someone could come so. in your sport and brand themselves like that, I bet. Because it's probably open space for it. Oh, totally. But th- so, but like, someone could come in just, like, fucking ripped up, totally fit, like, clean-cut haircut, not too shaggy. And he's like, hey, I'm the machine. There are athletes like that, and they're very successful athletes like that. Like, but like Simon still Dumont different. for skiing. Do you remember? He was, like, very heavy on his training. A lot of skiers have been very heavy on, on the training. But, like, it's, I'm just not saying mountain bikers aren't heavy on the training. It's just a different type of training. Because it's training like those crazy tricks or training like those massive drops to be ready to hit them like in early conditions. It's like a different type of training. It's not necessarily training your body. It's training like everything about you, like your adrenaline levels, your fear. It's like how crazy can I get up here without getting actually nuts? Exactly. My dog. I feel you, my bro scat. That's bad. <laughs> uh, I had some questions written down. So actually, I'm, right. gonna, I'm gonna cut the LinkedIn clip up now. You ready for it? Watch how watch how professional I ask this. And when I, as soon as I put my hand down, just cut it. Ready? So Nikolai, I'm uh, <laughs> one more time, one more time, one more time. Ready? <laughs> so Nikolai, I'm uh, I'm young and in business, and um, there seems like there's an influx of. In a f- oh, one more time, one more time. Ready? Oh my God! I just want to make sure it's clean for LinkedIn. Ready? <laughs> so Nikolai, there's a. It seems like in American pop culture, there seems to be a shift in consumer preference, in terms of people really liking the X Games 
you know, they secured a deal with ESPN. In terms of people who really like the UFC, they also secured a deal with ESPN. These are both extreme sports, correct? X Games is a host of sports, but the UFC. What is it going to take in the American market to make consumers want freestyle mountain biking? Honestly, mountain biking has everything that it needs, like the entertainment aspect of it, the the trick level. I would say it's um, as good, if not even better, than sports that are in X Games. Like I'm like a lot of people watching events like Red Bull Joyride and the other Crankworx stops and events like Rampage. Like the entertainment level is so high, and the athletes are so insane. Even athletes that have competed in events like X Games before are competing in like these Crankworx events. So it's just going to take stuff. one big so, event? So I would say, yeah, I'm just, I mean, mountain biking was in the X Games in Munich a few years ago when X Games did try the world tour, but then the X Games just did that world tour for the year. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, the the big thing is is that we have a the free ride, the, the, the free ride F&B world tour, and that world tour is so legit and been going for so many years, and the prestige behind that world championship is so high in our sport that like we're not necessarily looking to get into something like X Games, but it obviously would be rad as um, the more eyes on the sport, the sicker, basically, obviously, because you know we like we love being part of the big show. And I think we uh, the mountain bike world definitely can put on a show. The athletes can. For sure, put on an insane show. Oh, soon. What happened soon? You got to click something? I'm about, to, I'm about to get kicked out of the studio anyway, so I'm, we're going to wrap, wrap, wrap it up. You got anything you want to... Let me look at these. You mm-hmm. wanna, well, I, first off, tell everyone where they can find you. Like, uh, Nikolai Rogakin on Instagram. That's that's a main, my main outlet. But like I was saying earlier, I, we didn't really get to it. Insane event in New Hampshire, Highland Mountain Bike Park. Uh, July 21st, but the, I'll, I'll send you a link if you want to put it in. It's going to be insane, insane mountain bike slope style event. Go again, go again, because Frank, well, Frank cut you up the, the clip for it. Go sales pitch mode. Ready, set, hike. Uh, insane mountain bike slope style event coming in New Hampshire. Highland Mountain Bike Park is going to be an iconic course. Some of the best riders in the entire world coming to ride this event. Don't want to miss it. Date. Insane partying. July 21st, Highland Mountain Bike Park. Send it. I'll be there. My God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so listen. With that being said, oh, wait. Mikey Buckets is here. One sec. I'll just text him. Okay, cool. With that being said, I just want to make sure I hit it on everything. Okay, Blah blah blah. How'd you link up already? Uh, bike days. Party life. LinkedIn. Okay, cool. All right. So with that being said, I'm running it shorter. This was Frank's advice. He says, "Yo, man, you run those episodes too long, so I'm gonna run a little bit shorter." You have a good time. I had a great time. Now me and you are gonna get out of political mode. Cut the episode. Me and him are gonna go enjoy ourselves and uh, talk and um, introduce you to Mike. But with that being said, a slingshot BMX still a thing. Still on YouTube, still yeah, yeah, but um, main channel is definitely Insta. Insta right now, it's the hype. Ten year old does crazy tail whip. <laughs> <laughs> is that the big one? Yeah, that's, uh, there's old? a few of them. There's like the main one's probably like 13, 13 year olds at Woodward or something. Woodward is the the stomping grounds back in the day. It's where all the big tricks were learned. It's where the shorties were at too. The gymnast, <laughs> the gymnast and cheerleader shorties. That is where they were at. Yes, sir, my cuz. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna wrap it up. But listen. If you are listening to this episode, I hope you enjoy it. And if you are not listening to this episode, you wouldn't even hear what I'm saying. But with that being said, to my right, I have a young... Oh, wait. You, this is how you start. Hi, I'm Nikolai Rogarkin, and this is my golden hour. Or platinum, your platinum hour. Hi, I'm Nikolai Rogarkin, and this is my platinum hour. Directly after no break. Hi, I'm Nikolai Rogarkin, and this that was my platinum hour. This is my platinum hour. That was my platinum hour. Okay, first? First, this is my platinum. But with that being said, hey, man, Nikolai, I'm going to preface it. He's at the top of his sport, and he's extremely humble, and he's given me a lot of business advice over the years, and he's also showed me, like, you know, 
if you're starting to gain in what you're doing and you're starting to come up a little bit, just keep it humble, man, and just be the good guy because it will always work. I learned that from you, so thank you. My guy. So go, so go ahead, bro. What's up? It's Nikolai Rogakin, and this is my Platinum Hour. What up? It's Nikolai Rogakin, and this has been my Platinum Hour. That was totally wrong. You got to go again. Okay, you got it. Can you? How did I get that wrong? Hi, I'm Nikolai Rogakin. Yeah. Everyone's favorite mountain biker. <laughs> and this is my Platinum Hour. Directly after No Break. Hi, I'm Nikolai Rogakin. And that was. That was. And I like aced the MCAS. <laughs> Did I, so I remember you had mad good scores. On MCAS? Yeah. You were kind of yeah, nice. It's because Vlad was like, bro, if you don't get this MCAS, then you like, ain't riding your bike anymore. And I was like, ah. I was like, yeah. I was like, dog, that MCAS, bro, that shit's pointless. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, this All right. is that was. Ready? Three, two, one, set hike. What's up, Snickler Gakin? And this is my platinum hour. Hey, it's Nicolai Gakin, and that was my platinum hour. Nia. Did I nail it?